0: Ditch and Bud on News Talk 989 The Roar of Memphis.
1: Yeah, right. Welcome to Motor Mouth Radio here on News Talk 989. I'm Ditch. I'm Bud. We are the Motor Mouths and this is where you find us every weekend now at 7 uh, on Saturday morning, just lead you right into Tool Talk Radio. Motormouth Radio is uh, what it's all about. It's uh, all things cars, collector. Uh, if you have a daily driver, as Bud calls him, if uh, if you're somebody whose car is just nothing more than an appliance to you, uh, you will also find some interesting stuff here this morning on Motormouth Radio. First of all, let's tell you where you can find us on social media. Uh,
2: we are at uh, Facebook, Motormouth Radio, and then you can also follow me on Twitter, at Bud Motormouth. You can also find my YouTube channel, Thorties Garage.
1: And it's important to know that the uh, uh, authorities garage on YouTube because that's where you're going to find videos of uh, often of a lot of the things we talk about on Motormouth Radio.
2: Yeah, latest one was uh, we put out about the uh, show down at the raceway, Memphis International Raceway. Yeah, I got race to go to the Chevy track. show there. It was awesome.
1: And there's a video there. There's also a video of uh, an interview that you did that you're going to hear a little bit later here this morning on Motormouth Radio. And uh, actually... The automotive world is it's it is a uh, it's not an all inclusive thing it's not a but there is it is a culture that's for sure and if you're on the outside looking in uh, it's all it is a very open culture and when you start to go to an auto show people love cars they just do because it's such a part of Americana
2: everybody's got everyone's got one everyone's ridden in one all relate
1: exactly bud we all relate to cars and so uh, finding a car show. And going to a car show and seeing some of the, uh, the the history of cars. And even there's some newer cars that, that people... Because, listen, people love to keep their cars clean. People also uh, love to uh, modify cars. And you go to these car shows... Uh, and that's one thing we're going to do is we're going to highlight car shows as often as we can.
2: And when you go to these shows, talk to the owners. They're they're usually just chilling behind their car, and they're they're all too willing to tell you the story. Every single car has a story, and a lot of them are worth telling and li- worth listening to. They're entertaining. Uh, and, you know, we'll we'll talk more about that later. You and that's know.
1: a big part of it. These guys telling their stories that they want to tell you the story, and uh, it's it's really intriguing. So my point about bringing up car shows is that it is a great way to introduce you to a cold culture that is that is not it's it's an open arms culture everybody's welcome even if you don't have a car that's on display
2: and it's an inexpensive activity take the family out you know go around have have a good time get you a funnel kick if they got the uh, stands up
1: and often these car shows are there is no charge there was one last week that i just happened to to roll up on at the agri center and it was just sort of a just a bunch of guys who wanted to show off their car. They parked in the parking lot there at the butcher shop at the Agri Center, popped up their hoods. And when people see that, they're like, oh, let's go check out and what's going cars. on over
2: here. It's, an, it's, it's, odd, right. it's like instantly an event. You know, I went to that Germantown show at the, the church over there and it was, you know, you just pull up park and just start walking around. No yeah. no lines to wait in.
1: It's uh it's a, it's a great thing. So we will highlight car shows when we know. Now here's the thing. We need to know about car shows, and if you uh are on the organizing side of one or you know about one, you want to get it to us, you can always do it on our Facebook, which as Bud said, uh is Motormouth Motormouth Radio. no Motormouth Radio nine eight nine uh is Facebook.com slash motormouth radio nine eight nine And that's where you can, uh, you know, uh, send us messages. You can also uh, you
2: can also inquire if you're looking for a car show. It seems there's one every weekend. Uh, We got one today at the Malco Summer Drive-in. This this one's going to cost you five bucks, but they're raising they're uh, raising for charity. So uh, they're trying to try this family's trying to get a a van for their kids. So um, definitely, I'll be there. Be sure to look for me. I'll be walking around with the News Talk 98.9 microphone. So if you want to talk cars, come hit me up. Five dollars a person
1: to get in. Everyone knows where the summer drive-in is, the Malco Summer Drive-in, and it's called Cars on Main. As Bud said, it's five dollars a person to get
2: in. It's twenty-five bucks if you want to register your car. But I like to think by now, anyone who's going to the show has already uh, prepped for that.
1: Benefiting the Skinner Family Goal, which is thirty thousand dollars, and the point of that goal is to uh, get a wheelchair accessible
2: van. Those things are those things are pretty nutty they're uh, you know and also the other thing to think about is they they're, you know I'd like to find a shop that can service these because those vans sit so low to the ground I remember when I was when I was working at the tire shop we had one come in we couldn't uh, we couldn't get it up in the air because uh, all the mechanisms for the ramp to get the wheelchair in the car were too low and we couldn't get the lift under it oh, so wow. if, uh, if you've got a shop that can service one of those hit us up let's put you in contact.
1: And speaking of shops, we're going to have our first guest on uh, Know That Noise. It's a feature that we'll do where, you know, when you hear a noise on your car, there's something very important that you should know that you can't ignore it. And sometimes it's easy to describe, and sometimes it's pretty telling what it is. So uh, we're going to start a feature called Know That Noise in our uh, first installment of this segment featuring brian murphy from steve's automotive that's coming up later on here on motor mouth radio so- i always
2: uh, gave ditch a hard time because i said you know it drives me it used to drive me crazy <laughs> when people would try to <laughs> describe like- a noise to me uh, especially you know if they're not mechanically inclined and they're just well it's going it's going grr, you know and uh what we'd like to do is, is the answer to that is to actually help you out and you know Give you what you need to know to be able to describe a noise to your mechanic to to streamline the whole process of describing the problem. A lot of thing having. about knowing a noise,
1: you don't necessarily have to describe the noise as right. much as when it's happening. Yes, that tells you really most importantly. Okay, is it upon acceleration when you break when you first start your engine? And I got a I got a, a noise with my truck, and we're gonna have Brian Murphy from Steve's Automotive. Jump on with us on Name That Noise, uh, Know That Noise, rather, uh, a little later on here on Motormouth Radio. We're also going to introduce you to a fella named Henry.
2: Oh, that dude's awesome. Yes,
1: Henry. Bud got to spend some quality time with Henry and his Dodge. More about that coming up. You're listening to Motormouth Radio. I'm Ditch. I'm Bud. And we are the Motormouths on News Talk 98.9, The Roar of Memphis.
0: Motor Mouth Radio, with Ditch and Bud. Here's an appealing fellow. In fact, they're appealing him off the sidewalk. (laughs) It's funny, because I don't know him. News Talk 98.9, the roar of Memphis.
1: All right, I'm Ditch. I'm Bud. And we are the Motor Mouths. You're listening, as he uh, said, Motor Mouth Radio. You hear it every Saturday morning here at 7, uh, leading you into Tool Talk Radio coming up at 8 here on News Talk 98.9, the roar of Memphis. Now, there's a couple of things we want to uh, talk about. First of all, I always got to make sure that you know where to find us. We're on social media, on Facebook, at Motor Mouth Radio 989. Uh, you can find Bud on uh, Twitter and uh, yeah, the YouTube.
2: And then uh, Authority's Garage is the YouTube channel.
1: Where's your Twitter?
2: At Bud? At Bud Motormouth.
1: Okay. And your uh, YouTube channel?
2: Thority's Garage, T-H-O-R-D-Y.
1: And that's important because often what you hear us talk about, you will get a visual uh, on uh, on some of the things we talk about, including a fellow named Henry that we're going to be introduced to today here on Motormouth Radio. Bud spent some quality time this week with Henry, uh, and I'm not going to tell you any more about that. I want you to listen because Henry's got something very special, and uh, we will feature that here in just a couple of minutes on Motormouth Radio.
2: In the meantime, I want to touch back on something we, we barely grazed on it last week, but I think it's actually quite uh, uh, more a deeper topic is, you know, when you when you get your car, especially when you get your first car, like as a teenager, uh, you know, what should you have in your car? And, uh, you know, we kind of briefly touched on it, but I, I took some time and actually came up with a list of things that I think everyone should have in their car. And this is assuming it's just kind of like local driving. If you're going on a road trip, I could definitely get into that. There's probably a little bit more you should have, especially if you're going north this season for, you know, Christmas, you're getting into the, the you know, winter climates. But, um, I mean, obviously you're going to want a set of jumper cables, you know, Oh, and a, a flashlight a good flashlight uh, yes and and check the batteries on it often and um
1: I have can I just say I've got a, a light it's not a flashlight but it is a it is a LED light that has magnets on it so that oh, I yeah. can put it under my hood at night and it's chargeable with a USB so I leave it basically charged and, and I have a port a USB port of my truck that that it's just always plugged into that oh and yeah I'm i got just, a pen
2: light i always keep on yeah. the same thing and yeah, the I can charge that in the car Worked and you know perfect. uh it made me think about when you said the magnets another thing that would be good to even keep in the car is uh at all the auto shop uh, auto parts shops they sell these uh these little magnetic trays which if you're working on your car you should 100 have one of these yeah uh, <laughs> I, I have about three and it's because you know you don't want to drop a socket or a bolt you know even if you're changing your tire Having that magnet trace it next to you and you can just throw the lug nuts in there.
1: Nothing more frustrating than, than taking some bolts off, even if it's something as simple as this. If you're taking your battery out and you need to take the battery holders out and it's got the wing nuts on it, and now i've done this before i'll set it somewhere i'm like i can just set it right here on the side rail or something and and lo and behold it ends up falling down into the engine compartment and, somewhere. and you'll never see it again exactly and, yeah
2: or and, you know even if you know i mean come on uh we were talking about christmas coming up uh in a christmas story when the uh the lug nuts go down wait, 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 they went down the uh the drain they it, or something had, like was, that yeah and uh it, it's that kind of stuff you could avoid another thing too is i mean uh, a small compressor is not a bad idea you can get these things for like 20 bucks you plug them into the the cigarette outlet it's not a cigarette lighter anymore power it's just an outlet, outlet now yeah, it's, yeah. A, it's a power outlet but uh they'll have an ex- extended extended you know cable on them and you can reach all four of your wheels and just having a compressor rather than trying to drive on a half inflated tire to the gas station to fill it up you can just fill it up right there it takes um, it takes a little longer but it's it's a good thing to have on
1: that subject before we continue on your list of essentials bud on the subject of flat tires what is the recommendation i've heard different uh I've heard some guys say you should never spray that stuff in your flat
2: tire. Oh, uh, fix a flat? Uh, yes, one hundred percent. Stay away from that stuff. I do not like it. I mean, okay, if I was if I was like crossing the desert. On Route 66, <laughs> you know, and, and it's, you know, those signs you see in the movies where it's like 900 miles till the next, right. Right, like 40 miles, okay. 50 miles to the next station. Maybe I'd consider it, but like local driving like What is, what, what like is this, the problem with it? Um, it makes it like really difficult for a patch or plug to adhere to the inside of the tire. Also, more importantly, when a technician like myself would Screws uh, open your wheel it, or opens it up, it's just going to make a mess and it's sticky you. and it's, it stinks. But uh, really, yeah. it's just the the main thing is it's very difficult. Uh, almost impossible. Most shops won't even do it to repair a tire that's got Fix a Flat in it because the the patch won't adhere properly and it's going to leak again.
1: And you want someone to tell you if you're at a shop, you should tell them, "Hey, I
2: sprayed Fix a Flat in here to get here." Oh, absolutely. So that you don't want don't, the guy to put it on the machine. You are going to make you are going to make a very unhappy mechanic. You don't want your yeah. mechanic to be unhappy. You want the guy to you want him to be enjoy working on your car. And you know this was something I uh, on the tire inflation note. Don't go by the tire. There is a there is a sticker in. Inside the door jam, when you open up the door, uh, you can see a little sticker. It'll either be on the door or on the uh, light. We call It's called the door jam. That's the surface the door seals against. Mm-hmm. It'll tell you the pressure for your tires. You go by that, not by the tire. The tire is only going to have the max inflation, and that's too much for air the tire for that specific right. tire. And the thing is the door plate is going to, that's coming from the manufacturer. That's taking into account the weight of the car, the weight distribution, acceleration, um, the suspension system. So it's, that's, the number you want to go by cuz that's going to be the, the like the uh your car is going to work properly under those conditions.
1: Well, and how many people just say I'm just going to fill it up until it looks like it's full.
2: Oh, yeah, don't do that. Or they just put 32. That's like yeah. the universal number, which again, if you're if you're in a bind and you and, and there's no sticker on the car or something like that, that's that's a good one to aim for, but like, you know, I've seen some Mercedes, it's like 49 in the back and like like 36 in the front. It it just depends. Every single car has a different uh metric for that. And then also while we're talking about it, check your spare tire. How, how often do you check your Nothing spare tire? Nothing more
1: frustrating, especially like on my truck, and I've done this before with a full-size tire. When I have a
2: flat tire, I went to put the spare on, and guess what? And this flat spare was flat. Yep. Because you haven't used it in three years. Yeah. It's been through 12 seasons yeah. and gotten hot and cold, and, and those things, typically those little donuts, uh, I don't know what your truck has if it's got a full-size spare, but the little donuts they put in the little Camrys and whatnot, those things should be filled up to 60, usually, nine times out of 10. It, it's usually a giant sticker on the side of the spare, but they should be filled up to 60, and then once you put the thing on, don't drive it. Any more than you have it's to? Not. It's to get you to a shop. Yeah. It's you not, get to a get right. to a shop. Get home. Drop off your wheel. Maybe you drive on it a day after you drop the tire off with the shop, but you don't want to go hop on the highway, do ninety miles an hour, uh, especially if, if it's front wheel drive and your spare is sitting on the front. That's your drive wheel. Uh, You've is, got no traction on it.
1: Aside from the fact that your car looks stupid with that thing on it,
2: Yeah, and it's it's gonna it's gonna pull. It's gonna ride funny. Yeah. It's just it's a it's a crutch. It's not a it's not a replacement. So what else you got on your list of essentials? Um. So uh, we were talking about. Uh, Having extra coolant, and I would say at least just a bottle of water. If not for the car, then for yourself if you get thirsty. But having having like a uh, half a gallon of water just in case it starts to heat up a little bit, you can top off your radiator with just uh, with just water. And here's here's something I never really think I thought about until I started making this list. Um, I have it in my car though. Is a roll of tape, either electrical tape or even some duct tape. A a duct tape would be good, you know. With uh, we were we were talking about the um, the collision rate in uh, duct and, tape and zip ties zip tie yeah zip ties. that's I got that one on the list too it's a definitely just you know if, if something happens you're, you know someone hits you and your bumper's hanging out just being able to cobble it together to be able to drive it I saw a guy on the highway uh, a couple weeks ago the back bumper was just flapping in the wind <laughs> like like again that would, have, that would have been a perfect example yeah, of a time yeah. to just duct tape it back to the car so have, having that and then uh you know there's there I was I was gonna say a toolkit. But it's not entirely necessary for just the average every day driver. A number ten driver. socket, a
1: ten millimeter socket, is one of the most uh, customary socket sizes on your on cars for for at least American cars for most of the things you're going to need. Now get it again; these are just some of the basic things. But most, I find, I use more ten millimeter than anything else. Oh yeah. Uh, it, again, I'm not saying just have a number ten in there. I'm saying you know have a full socket set. But you uh, do you don't, you don't need one. to go crazy and no. get a
2: massive kit because no. I mean most. Most of the time if, if, if you're having some kind of urgency you're you're gonna get it towed so have, having like I was like I said you don't need a big elaborate toolkit now a more a more like you know hobby oriented guy like myself I've got I, I there's this actual there's this particular kit at Harbor Freight that I really like it's like 40 bucks and it's got everything you need in it it's got needle nose pliers yeah. um, wire cutters uh, a screwdriver set well, uh, there's, Allen th- keys.
1: There, there's specific pliers that help you in the event that you're stranded with, say, uh, a busted hose or something. And if it is something like I could do it myself or if it's very easy, a top hose that you can get to, it's good to have the proper tool to get those hoses off. And those are, like you said, at Harbor Freight, those are those bending needle nose uh, long pliers that you can use to get the, uh, the straps around your hoses off a lot easier. You know, on
2: the hose clamp thing, uh, use the ratchet. You know, like this is something I always, I always think about, like you always grab the screwdriver Screwdriver, to start turning the, it's 10 times easier if you just grab the ratchet and you can, you get a much, uh, you get a much more uh, firmer grip on it and tighten it better. But, uh, um, again, those
1: ratchets, those, those clamp ratchets, that's a nine millimeter, I believe. Uh, but some of them don't. You know, like the ones I have on my truck right now, they're clamps. They're not. Uh, they're not straps.
2: Yeah, so I don't I, like those ones where you have to use a pair of pliers. Right. yeah That's but, what I'm saying. Yeah, I like to, I get. I get rid of those and I replace them with proper hose clamps. You can get a hose clamp kit for like ten bucks, and it comes with a bunch of a uh, bunch of different sizes you can use for heater hoses or for even your upper or lower radiator hose. Yeah. And you don't even have to like remove the hose to change them. You can. You can. You can even just peel back those those weird clip ones that you use uh, pliers on, and you can open up the uh, hose clamp and then put it back together. And, of course, use a ratchet to tighten it down.
1: Some of the basic things that the NSC uh, Safety Council suggests having is like a rain poncho, uh, a fire extinguisher. These are for longer road trips. Also, a small kit in your car with some high-energy foods that's non-perishable, obviously. Uh, yeah, like if you want to nuts. get into like a
2: go bag, I could, I could yeah. go down on that one because well, I've got a I've got a backpack in my car just filled with stuff.
1: Some of these things, a small first aid kit. I mean, these are things that people just don't think about. I don't think I'd go as far as a compass. They have on their list a compass. Right. Um, I mean, my Most phone, cars have them now. Most cars have them and my car uh, or my phone basically can tell me where I need to go. I don't necessarily need a compass. Depends on, you know, if I'm on off-road stuff, then you need one. But
2: yeah. I, I try to think about, so like I got this backpack in my car and I try to think about like, you know, what if... What if I'm at work and, you know, God forbid the house burns down, right? You don't want that, but what if it happens, yeah, right? It's, it's you have preparation, enough, yeah. Yeah, you have enough in your, in your backpack to, you know, I got a couple of T-shirts, change of underwear, socks, some shorts, pants, like basically enough to last like, say, three days. If you had oh, to live wow. out of a hotel for three days, so you'll be happy you have it.
1: it. My mom always said, you don't want to get into the ambulance if you ever have to with dirty underwear on. Yeah,
2: you know, better to have it not need it than need it and not have, have it. it. Hey,
1: this is Motormouth Radio. I'm Ditch. I'm Bud. We are the Motormouths, and coming up next, Bud's going to introduce us to a fella he met named Henry, a guy who's got a, a really, really sweet ride we're going to tell you about, and Bud's going to tell you where you can see it. It's all coming up next. Also, Know That Noise, a new segment we're doing, and today we're featuring uh, Brian Murphy from Steve's Automotive. It's all coming up next here on Motormouth Radio.
0: Motor Mouth Radio with Ditch and Bud. Beep, beep, out of my way. I am a motorist. News Talk 98.9, the roar of Memphis.
1: And we appreciate you listening to Motor Mouth Radio. uh, Our show is in its infancy, but we expect to and plan on uh, growing this to something bigger and better. If you want to be involved with it, if you want your shop to uh, be involved with it, uh, we would love to have you. All you have to do is get us uh, information. You can text us at six eight three zero nine eight nine six eight three zero nine eight nine. You can always email comment at Newstalk989.com. That's comment at Newstalk989.com. You can also can just, reach me
2: at uh, budroar at gmail.com. That's budroar. And in the subject
1: line, just put Motormouth Radio if you want to get your shop involved. If you want to get involved, that would be great. We'd love to
2: have you. And if you got a cool car, I want to see it. I want to hear about it. Send me pictures, please.
1: And uh, each week, we're going to try to feature a different car of the week. And uh, I'd like, Bud, you to tell us how you met. Henry Henry so, is a is a fellow that you met and uh he's uh his car is what we're featuring today.
2: Yeah, so I I was at the Germantown uh Church of Christ car show they had a couple weeks ago and uh, I met Henry there. I I absolutely like fell in love with his 37 Dodge. This thing it's a it's a business coupe and the, first off, it was the headlights. The headlights are actually out of a Mini Cooper, and it, it it's totally stood out to me. And it's black and red. I love black and red for cars. But uh, I had a chat with him, and he was telling me. I mean, this thing he put over three hundred thousand miles on it. It's on its fifth engine. Wow. It's, yeah. It, it it's it, it's a mean. It's a Hemi. It's all Mopar. It's all Mopar. Is all whatever touched this car. And, and
1: it's got all the uh, things of a modern car.
2: Oh yeah, he's got AC in it and modern gauges and like I just knew I had to get more. So I th- I had a chat with him and said, hey, you know, we were talking so much. About I'm like there was so much about this car to talk about. I'm like why don't you bring it on down to the studio? Let me have a look at it. And uh, of course I brought him in for an interview. And here it is. All right, Bud here with News Talk 989 on Motormouth Radio. I'm here with Henry McCurdy. How are you doing today, sir?
3: I'm doing great
2: uh henry is here with his 1937 dodge uh business coupe and we've been talking about this thing uh, i first met you over at the germantown show uh right. at the uh what was it germantown and uh yeah they have that big show every year that thing this thing caught my eye really it was it was the headlights in the fenders because i know th- i knew those weren't worth, worth they weren't stock right. so um those things kind of caught my attention what was it those came out of again 2004 Mini Cooper. And it, um, it took
3: quite a bit of work to fit them into those fenders too
2: <laughs> <laughs> i bet yeah um clearly there was a lot of custom work on that thing uh what really kind of shocked me too was you have all the modern accoutrements you got ac in there you got the uh gps you got your dash cam i want to want to ask you about the uh the air conditioning okay. how much of a pain was it to install that and how how did that whole thing go well down? it's a
3: it's a kit from vintage air and uh, uh of course i've done this all my life so it was no problem for me you know you just have to Fit it in there. You'll figure what they get. They make different sizes, and I got what's called a Gen 2 Mini. That way, I was able to fit it up underneath the dash. But
2: uh, you had to do some custom work underneath the dash to get that. Uh, wait, that's the condens. No, that's the uh, evaporator, right? That goes right. On you that had, side.
3: Well, you had to mount that. You know, just figure where to mount it, and then you hook it up to the controls that mount in the dash, and then uh, hook up the. The uh, lines and stuff that go out to the dryer and the uh, condenser, you know, out front, you know, and then then you back it down and charge it up and you're ready to
2: go. You're making it sound a lot easier than I imagined. It <laughs> I tell you, because like whenever I think about like I, I got it, I got a 1972 AMC Matador, right. and that's like the one upgrade I would love to put in there. That and then disc brakes. Uh, I imagine that's probably one of the easier things. Almost every single car I've been seeing at these shows, they've got like modern disc brakes right. upgraded in them, which is like almost a must nowadays. It
3: is. And what I've got under this car, and of course it was almost new when I put it in the car, is a complete 81 Dodge Diplomat transverse torsion bar suspension shift out of a wrecked police car. With the 11 inch disc brakes on it you know
2: yeah and i saw you painted them red too because we all know red brakes make cars go faster that is <laughs> that is 100 truth and uh it, you know i have no evidence for this but it's definitely one of those things i just choose to believe right what about mounting up the motor you said we're, we're on motor five with this car as, as well, i heard you correctly like so, you say I'm,
3: the first motor i put in it was a 39 chrysler flathead six which was quite a bit larger than the dodge flathead six and, uh, then uh in the 60s i put a 392 chrysler hemi in it which Those are a monster motor. They are big. That's the biggest motor I've had in there. And then, uh, of course, back now, it's got back where you can get a lot of parts from. Back in the 80s, it was getting hard to get parts for those old engines. So I put a a Chrysler 360 small block in it, and then I ran it up until 94, and then I built a real radical 440, which is another very large engine, and I put it in there and ran it up until, uh, and then in 2000. Well, last part of 2008, I pulled it out and started putting this engine in it, which is a 2006 5.7 Chrysler Hemi
2: out of a wrecked car, had 10,000 miles on it. You do like your Mopar, no doubt right. about it. I mean, the shirt, right. the shirt, the name, right. the, the email address—it all says it all. Right. Well, I like
3: all cars, but for me, it's it's got to be a Chrysler product.
2: Yeah. you See, I never I never found myself like aligning to one particular brand. Right. You get the Chevy guys versus the Ford guys. I'll never own a Ford. I'll never own Man, a Chevy. No. But uh, you know, like you have, I, I tend to find I have I have brands I, I lean towards, but right. I love them all. It really, I think a lot of it nowadays comes down to the individual brand or the right. individual models. You know, right. sometimes there's a good run, sometimes there's not. You just exactly. gotta do your do your research. And know what you're dealing exactly with. yeah
3: and uh this engine i fired it off january the 5th 2009 and i've already put over eighty one thousand miles on it well to give you an example i go to the louisville street rod nationals they have the western street rod nationals out in bakersfield california i won the long distance award twice out there and the last time i won it when they picked my car you go you, go in and you put how many miles you drove of course the lady said now you did drive the car
2: right and i said yes i did if you see that car on trailer is either broke or stolen (laughs) that's great um speaking of uh, have you had any major catastrophes with it over the course of
3: owning it yes i have in 1985 at the railroad tracks in millington i got hit broadside oh no i wiped it out from the Back of the drive, passenger door back, I, uh, being a welder metalsmith, I saved a quarter panel. I did have to find a new fender.
2: Well, I wouldn't have known, looking at that car, that it had had any kind of uh, collision. So, like, like props to you on that down right. that job. Looks and, fantastic. And then
3: uh, early to mid-90s, I was going to California. I was coming down off the mountains between Flagstaff and Williams, Arizona, about 830 at night. I hit either an elk or a deer. I don't know <laughs> which. I didn't, didn't see them. And again here, being a welder and a metalsmith, I was able to save the sheet metal. It didn't mess it up too bad. Well, one concern was, finding a grill for that car because you know if you've got an old ford or chevy you can find anything you want to for them but for the old dodges and Plymouth and chryslers it's hard to find parts now the car no is a 37 but the front cap fenders and grill is 38 dodge that i put on it and uh when i got home well change the story a little bit four years before i had been at a street rod thing in columbus ohio and i met a fellow that just bought a new old stock grill so on a three by five card i wrote his name phone number and 38 dodge grill got back home from my trip, went back in my office and actually found that card Called the man up and he still had that grill and he shipped it to me
2: there's so many car parts that end up with a story like that you know where uh-huh. it's it's just some luck of the draw right. nowadays we got ebay and uh, <laughs> i know i had to use that to get any parts from my for my right. matador for sure you can all, i mean there's also car clubs you can get a get a hold oh, of you're, yeah. you're, you're part of the uh, mid-south uh, mopar car club right. is that Mid-South right mopar, all right they, they got a good they got a website people can find it at yes they do we'll uh we'll go ahead and link that of course on all the social media be sure to follow us on facebook and you can follow me at bud motor mouth you can also find the video of this car on my YouTube channel, Thority's Garage. I'll definitely be sharing that countless times because I got a ride in this thing and it is awesome. Henry didn't let me drive it, but I totally understand that because <laughs> a car like this, when it's this custom, uh, of course you're not going to let anyone else drive it. So I fully understand that and respect that, sir. All right. Um, I did want to ask you too, Is it, it's all 12-volt now? You totally converted all, oh, yeah. the, elect- all the electronics? It's
3: all 12-volt with all new wiring harness. I used, a. there's all kind of wiring kits out there you can buy now. I used a Ron Francis fuse panel but I've made my own wiring harness okay and it has uh, for the engine it has MSD ignition system, and then it has the uh, instead of the factory type fuel injection. I have the fast fuel injection. that's made by Comp Cams right here in Memphis.
2: And how many? How much horsepower is that thing pushing?
3: Well, I don't know. I'd <laughs> say somewhere between 350 to 400 horse.
2: I, I definitely felt it when you when you put it to the floor out there on the road. <laughs> no, that, that was that not was the
3: floor. That was just easing down on me. <laughs> that,
2: was just, that was just taking it easy on me. Oh, thank right. goodness. All right. Last question. You got a show coming up. What's your like detailing routine? What What are you doing to make sure it looks its looks as good as it does right now well
3: uh, i go over it, you know with, if it's got it's been sitting a little while i wash it and then uh we got there's, there's all different type things i like my i like mcguire's Ma- oh, yeah. like products and I use, i'm a fan myself yeah and like- i use the uh, mcguire's quick detailer to go over it and uh just go over, make sure it's as clean as can be we'll, you know wipe down the wipe down what i can get to and just check it over make sure it's as clean as it can be because this car is on the road it's a driver it's it's not a not a trailer
2: queen and uh, <laughs> my uh my uh, uncle used to call uh we, we'd go to these shows you'd always call these cars trailer queens that's so funny now, to hear yeah i, ad,
3: I admi- don't misunderstand me and i admire those cars because some of them cars are so so flawless and so so beautiful but uh to me i mean it's if you want a car like that that's fine but me part of the fun is driving this car one example is like if i'm headed out to california say in, in the summertime going across that desert it's hot out there and i pass somebody in that old car with the windows up you know they kind of look
2: because some people don't realize what some of us do to those old
3: cars oh yeah you know
2: and you got you got to make them comfortable to drive if you're going to be driving in well, it's a
3: very comfortable car to travel in about eight years ago me and my wife took a trip out west in that car, 8,000 miles on one trip alone.
2: Goodness, 8,000 <laughs> miles. So you, you must have been, what, every state
3: pretty much? Well, no. <laughs> went from here, I went up to uh, Seattle, Washington, because I had family up there. Then I went down to Bakersfield to Street Rod Nationals. Then I turned around and went back up to Seattle. And then I left there and went back down to Portland, where my grandson was at. And then we left there, and we could come a shorter route, but I wanted to drive the car through Yellowstone, so we cut back up, come around so I could come in that big, famous main gate to Yellowstone and go down through and come out at Cody.
2: Excellent. Okay, man, well, uh, I really appreciate you taking the time to come down here and uh, show us this Dodge. This thing is gorgeous. Again, if you all want to see it out there, follow us on Facebook, uh, Motormouth Radio, or you can follow me on Twitter, at Bud Motormouth. All right, uh, thank you very much for coming down here, sir, and you have yourself an excellent day. Well, I've enjoyed it. (laughs)
1: Well, wow, that's great, man, Henry. A love for cars like nobody. Let me tell you something. This car, you've got to see it. I saw I saw pictures of it. It was great to see the video. Bud, tell uh, Motormouth Radio audience where they can see the video. Yeah, of
2: this. so I made a video kind of profiling the car, and it's on the YouTube channel at, at uh, Authorities Garage. T H O R D Y. As, and and you know we we took it out for a ride. He didn't let me drive it, but I understand that with with a car like this, he was a little know, apprehensive letting uh, Bud drive his car. <laughs> well, I mean, letting it, anyone 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 drive a car like that. You know, when you've put that much, I'm the same way with my Marauder. You know, I let my I let my nephew drive it like once, and it blew his mind. But he was so terrified because I never let anyone touch it. And so you were a
1: nervous wreck when it happened,
2: a hundred percent of the time. Yeah. So uh, he, and he was the same way. You know, just you know it's me, it's my car. Nobody nobody drives it. I totally respect and understand that. But uh, I took a ride in it, and when he lit that. Thing up is awesome. It's, so, w-
1: how was the comfort of this thing? 1937 Dodge. Now again, it's got all the comforts of a modern car,
2: but how did yeah, it feel? Well, the, I mean, the seats are out of a uh, Suzuki, so it felt like like the comfort level. It felt like like you're sitting in a modern car, but like it's it, you're definitely not riding in one. You know, like you can feel it in the suspension and the ride. But uh,
1: how when, or, how original is it? Let me ask it this way: How original is it to Henry? Did he? I heard in the interview he's talked specifically about rewiring some of the stuff on his own. And, oh, and,
2: uh, the, the entire car has been rewired. Yet, for one thing, it had to be upgraded to 12 volt. All those old cars back then were 6, six volt. And you yeah. can't have both in the same car; it's just going to make a mess. So, uh, all of that, all of that has been updated, and you know his gauges are all updated. He's got a modern GPS system in it. I mean, again, he said he took it all over the country. So, having those like modern comforts are just absolutely necessary if you're going to do stuff like that. Where can they see the video again? That's uh, Thority's Garage. T H O R D Y.
1: Authorities garage on youtube go check it out and uh, be
2: pictures on the facebook and on my twitter as well
1: coming up next we're going to introduce you to brian murphy many people in this area know him because he is the manager of steve's automotive know that noise how important it is to know the noises from your car coming up next on motor mouth radio
0: Motor Mouth Radio with Ditch and Bud. Morning, sleep and beauty. (laughs) News Talk 98.9, the roar of Memphis.
1: And welcome back to Motor Mouth Radio here. Uh, It's a great weekend. It's a great weekend to be turning some wrenches on your car. It's a great weekend to know all about your car. I'm Ditch. I'm Bud. And we are the Motor Mouths. And uh, this week we want to start a uh, new feature called know that noise and something i'd like to do every week is identify a noise i know bud your whole thing about identifying noises is take it to a mechanic don't sit there and trying to make the noise and expect me to explain what it, it it's is going,
2: it's going grrr, yeah
1: grrr. <laughs> but i do think that it's important that when you hear a noise because that's your car's way of telling you something isn't right and for me it's uh it's a ticking sound. I'm like, is this my lifter? Should I be worried about this? And it seems like when I add oil, that's uh, it
3: stops.
1: <laughs> so we, we're we going to start this feature this week called Name That Noise. And uh, we want to introduce to the Motor Mouth Radio audience somebody that uh, has been in Memphis for a while and you've seen Steve's uh, auto around. They've got uh, numerous locations. And we want to welcome Brian Murphy to uh, Motor Mouth Radio. Good morning, sir. How are you?
4: Good morning. How you doing, guys?
1: Oh, we're doing great. How many locations you got these days, Brian?
4: Oh, we have two. We have a midtown store at East Smith store, both on Poplar Avenue.
2: All right. Are you uh do you do like all makes and models? We do. All we right. do. We work on everything. Now back to the
1: where your locations are though. I will say the the Steve's uh, auto on Poplar and Colonial, that's a tricky one getting in and out of.
4: Yeah. Um you you have to uh be able to, uh, to drive pretty pretty well to maneuver around the, <laughs> and, the train tracks and the and the car wash
1: right and you know the other problem that, that i hate about that corner and it has nothing to do with your business but it the street condition and that been that on colonial right there on poplar where those two streets Uh-oh. meet i don't know what the yeah, deal is but
2: i imagine you guys do a lot <laughs> of tie rods i was
1: gonna say <laughs> any alignments you see a lot of alignments coming in just just because yeah. of that
4: and wheels. Uh, we see a lot of bent wheels you know, every day.
1: So. It, is, it is amazing.
2: Oh, yeah. um, and, the odd, and the odd around wheels. I know when I was uh, when I was working at a tire shop, I always had to tell my techs, when you put it on the balancer, watch for the wobble.
4: So Yeah, yeah the road force.
1: I, uh, I, I want to start this segment called Know That Noise, and I understand, Brian, that it's not always easy to know what a noise is when you hear it, but just know that when you hear a noise, something's not right.
3: Yeah,
4: that's um, – a lot of times people will hear a noise and they keep driving. And what we, what I tell my customers a lot of times is when you first start hearing the noise, that's the first sign that you should have it looked at because the longer you wait, um, the more money it'll cost you in, in the long run. A lot of times, uh, because the more damage it, you know, that it does to the vehicle.
2: Mm-hmm. And, and just cause the noise goes away doesn't mean that it's fixed.
4: <laughs> that's correct. Yeah, <laughs> Nothing ever fixes itself. Um, if it's if it goes away, either it has fallen off or worn it down completely. That it's it can't make the noise any any longer, and uh, you know that's when, like I said, it usually costs you a lot more in the long run, especially on brakes. You know, um, people hear the, the brakes squeal and they just keep driving and. Yeah.
2: Uh, I know those are questions I usually have for people when when they're talking about a noise. It's like, well, when's it happening? When you're accelerating, when you're stopping, when you're idling? Is it keeping pace with the RPMs? Is it keeping well, pace with the wheels turning? It's a
1: good question, Bud. And so my noise will often, when I start my truck, I hear this ticking, and then it does go away. Explain, uh, if you can, Brian, what that is.
4: Uh, most of the time, it's, it's your lifters. Well, we call it losing its prime. Um, when your car sits overnight, most of the oil will drain, to you know, to the bottom of the engine into the oil pan. And when you first start it up, of course, that's when you have the, the friction um, and no lubrication at the top top end of the engine until that oil pump can pump all the oil back through the top of the engine and start lubricating the lifters and the, the camshafts. And, you know, um, what will happen a lot of times is you'll have a lifter that loses, it, what we call loses its prime. It's, it's not getting enough oil there. Um Sometimes the, the little port holes that allow the oil to get to those uh, at that area will sometimes get stopped up with debris or just um, they get gunked up. Especially if you go way over on your oil changes, um, they will so, start uh, building up uh, on the inside of that engine. You know, uh, kind of like your arteries do. Right. And what will happen is they'll close that 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 oiling port off and. And now that that lifter's not getting any oil, so it starts making that ticking sound.
1: So should I um, be worried about that? I mean, is that like I said, is that something that if someone else has experienced that same sound, is that something I need to bring it to Steve's Automotive and say, hey, take a look at this? Or because it does go away, I do know that after the truck warms up, it, it disappears. I'm like, okay, that's just lift the oil getting to the top.
4: Yeah, um, and that's just for first, you know, the beginning of a, of of it failing. Um, Eventually, it'll it'll tick and it c- continue to tick even after the oil does get to the top.
2: Um, we re- we replace lifters
4: all the time for that very reason. So
2: what's um, that? What's that gonna? So if so if I you know bring it on. So if I bring it on in and uh, need the lifters done, how how long are you gonna need my car? Or are you gonna need Ditch's car for that matter? <laughs>
4: well, it depends on how busy we are. But usually, if it's, if I could get in immediately, um, probably. And, and depending on parts as well of course, right now it's hard to get parts but um uh, a couple of days i would say you know two maybe three um but we could probably do the job uh, i have really good techs um we could you know do the job in a day day and a half depending on uh what engine it is you know some are a little easier than others to, uh, so it's a couple hours on. of
2: labor i imagine
4: uh yeah, well, it's a little more, it's a Probably five or six, five or six actually okay. you know? yeah, you have to pull the heads um, um and depending actually we got one in the shot we're doing right now on a jeep uh you replace you know on the, on that type of engine you come in and instead of replacing one lifter like you do on Chevrolet um, on this one you're, because the way it, the setup is you replace it's not no reason not to replace all of them mm-hmm. basically, so you um, get in there you know.
2: Let me, let me ask you, you know, with you running a shop and everything, uh, everyone's talking about this, like, labor shortage and how it's hard to find help and, uh, you know, work and stuff. Uh, how, what, what, what kind of challenges are you facing trying to get mechanics and uh, service writers?
4: Oh, my gosh, it's unbelievable. Um, you know, we, I bet you we've probably interviewed 20 techs in the last, um, you know, several months, and the problem is, is that they get ready to come over, and the job that they're at, Go ahead, you know, we'll throw more money at them, right? Um, or they will you'll hire them. They'll, they'll say that they're coming, and they're going to be here on Monday. And then Monday morning comes, and they don't show up. They, they uh, don't even they show.
1: It's 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 unbelievable. What what do you think's going on, Brian?
4: Uh, I think the government is giving out too much free money.
1: <laughs> but eventually, uh, eventually, thinking. that gravy train's got to run out. I yeah. would think.
4: I, I would think so. I don't know how they how they could do it. It's, I'm, you know, beyond me, how they can like how they can live off of off of what a little bit of the government has given them. But
2: do you um? The problem hire... is it's
4: creating a, a a a a snowball effect on everything. Um, as far as parts and you know us trying to get parts parts houses, uh, they don't have enough delivery drivers to you know get them here quick enough. So the whole thing um, and just then slows down. So yeah, and then the uh, parts being a problem as well
1: that's what i'm wondering about with the, the part it's not a parts shortage that we're being led to believe i believe that it is it is legitimately the shortage of humans willing to drive the part from point a to point b
4: well i, I think so I, but i think there's also a materials uh shortage on some things um one of my oil guys says that they can't bottle any oil because they can't get the raw materials to make the plastic cats oh wow for the oil bottles and, you know, so I think it's, I think it's a, a, like I said, a trickle down snowball effect type, you know, where you, you don't have the employees there to, to produce this stuff, to drive the stuff, you know, that.
2: So at your that, shop, do you, uh, do you hire uh, like entry level guys, like your oil change uh, lube tech guys, or are you looking for like more advanced techs guys with some experience under their belt?
4: Uh, well, we look for all of them. Uh, yeah. We, we've got to have, have you know, uh, general service guys who do tires and oil changes and brakes and, and then our, our techs, are, you know, do the diagnostic stuff, uh, heavy heavy line of work, right. engine work. Um,
1: uh, we're, we're talking this morning here on Motormouth Radio with Brian Murphy from Steve's Automotive. Yeah. Now, why isn't it called Brian's Automotive?
4: <laughs> well, that's because I was just working for the man, just like everybody else does. <laughs> <but yeah.
1: laughs> So we appreciate you taking some time to jump on with us this morning here on Motormouth Radio, and we look forward to having more visits and maybe even in studio with you as uh, as the, you know we, we move forward with this new show called Motor Mouth Radio. Man, you're on the uh, you're, you listen, Brian. Look at it this way, man. You're in on the ground floor of a new phenomenon called oh, Motormouth yeah. Radio. Going to take the awesome. take the world by storm. Yeah, yeah. You can, you can say I was there when we first started this thing, man.
4: <laughs> look, we're gonna be diagn- diagnosing cars over the over the phone. Huh? I
1: think that'd be a great <laughs> thing. That'd be the new thing. All right, Brian. Thanks for the time this morning, and we'll look forward to talking to you again
4: yes sir thank you guys have a good day
1: all right you too it's brian murphy from steve's automotive on motormouth radio i'm Dick. i'm bud and we are the motormouths we hope that you had a great time listening today remember you can always find us on social media
2: Uh, you can find us on facebook on uh, uh, motormouth radio on facebook and uh you can follow me on twitter at bud motormouth
1: there it is uh we will see you next week motormouth radio on news talk 98.9 the roar of memphis